Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize Ross. Introduce the guest, man. We have one of the most talented flyweights in the world. He holds a record of nine wins and three losses. It's Mr. Blaine O'Driscoll. Blaine, how are you doing? How's it going, guys? I'm, I'm great. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm nearly fresh. on waiting for tomorrow's, tomorrow's weigh-in. Yeah, Blaine, like we were we were looking on Instagram and then all of a sudden we saw like a notification from yourself saying that like you're going to Bahrain in such short notice. Can you tell us like how that happened? Because uh, from like from the outside looking in, we like everyone thought you were still with Bellator. So like how, how did this all come about? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I was only ever like on one fight deals with Bellator because they don't have like a flyweight division. So it was only it was never really going to go anywhere, you know, unless they open the division. But I don't think they will. So. I was always kind of looking at something for something else and I knew this this flyweight tournament was going on and, and I always see Rave as having the best flyweight division and they're, they're probably like the main promotion that promotes flyweights the most. Like they, they seem to really get behind them. So it was always a kind of goal of mine to get to get into this kind of flyweight tournament and it wasn't really happening and then I got a call on a Tuesday from John, like just Tuesday afternoon, asking, oh, do you want to jump in? Jose Torres, uh Falling too, um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, I don't know if I can make flyweight in a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> because flyweight's a very low weight, you know. Nobody's yeah, really yeah. Close to that. You need a camp for that. But oh, look, I'm fit. I'm ready to fight. But if we can do that, sixty-one, definitely, I'm hundred percent in. And they went off and talked about it for a while, and and they came back to me that night, and um, yeah, and it was it was a go. And but see, I had I had a couple of things to sort out, like bloods and things. And it turned out that the next day happened to be Paddy's day. So it was fucking very hard to, to sort it out and yeah. get it done before the flight. Because the flight was on Sunday. Like, So I had to, oh, I had on really Thursday and Friday to get blood sorted back and get a COVID test as well. Well, luckily, yeah, Ireland is uh, Ireland so closed off that maybe some of the doctors stayed open for Paddy's day instead. Um, tell, yeah. us, tell us a bit about this Floyd tournament. How many fighters are in it and how, how many rounds you have to go to capture the belt yeah so um there's one two so there's eight 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 people still left in it and this is the quarterfinal match and then the winner of me and torres fight the winner of um ali Bagatinov and dustin ortiz so that's going to be the semi-final then me against one of them and then we have the final which whoever's in it and all the fights are I suppose actually the main, the final is probably a five, five minute, but all the other ones are three fives. So, yeah, so this is a three, five minute fight now on Thursday against Torres. And I, I think kind of Torres is probably the favorite of the tournament. So, I get through this, I'd say I, I'm going to get that belt. But this is the hard one. Hard one first, easy two seconds. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't call Ali Bagnatinov or uh, uh, Dustin Ortiz easy, easy either. Easy, uh, easy. easy for playing now, like. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's not just, easy, but easier. <laughs> there's there's some UFC absolute veterans in, in this one. Uh, like Dustin Ortiz must have about seven or eight flyaway fights. I think uh, Jose Shorty Torres I think went one on one, and um, Bagnatinov actually fought for the belt. So you know what I mean, like. These are the best flyweights in the world. And you're right, Brave are really taking a focus on this. And they're really pushing them, man. I suppose nothing more shows that than the co-main event slot that you have. How do you feel about being in the co-main event? Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. 
Um, that's all I felt I needed, you know, like I fought on a couple of big shows and I said this before, like I fought on some big shows, but I've always been there to start. And, you know, it's a different, different story then when you're near the end, like it's a lot of waiting around and all and a lot of, a lot of mental kind of stuff. And I'm actually pretty good at all that stuff. So I think this might suit me a bit better fighting near the end. Like I never really liked fighting at the very start. I always felt like it was too early during the day and stuff, you know, when I, when I fought, um, I fought Jake Hadley in, in the tree arena and, like, I fought at, like, 4 o'clock in the day. Like, it was just so weird. Didn't feel like a fight, you know. Felt it just felt weird. We, we were at that, um, even as fans, like, you're, like, because you sort of look through the card and you're, like, which fight am I going to go to first? And we're, like, right, well, Blaine's fine. We'll make sure at that. And I can't remember who was before you, but we were there, I think, from 3 o'clock. Yeah. And then you're there to, like, 11 o'clock at night. And it's, it's just <laughs> a, a long time. And you're just like, fucking hell. And then when Bellator were putting on fights as well, they, they were doing 19 fights on a card, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was crazy carry on. So, like, and like, like, like when you have a fa- like fan favourite that early, it's hard. Yeah. I, I, like, um, I like eating, like, my last thing before I leave for the venue. Like, So, I let I ate at, like, 1 o'clock, but then I fought, like, 4, like, which is only a couple of hours after. Like I'd rather eat at one o'clock and then have a good few hours to let that all go down and, and then feel like light in the fight instead of feeling like I'm still digesting in the fight, you know? So that kind of, this way I think this was, would suit me a lot better, you know? I will be fighting early in, in Ireland, which is great because everyone can watch, but I'll actually be yeah. fighting late over here. Yeah, Ross, one thing I, like, I was like surprised about that Bellator never introduced the flyweight division because like obviously Blaine got a massive reaction when he got into the tree arena and also uh, Ryan Chaos Curtis as well. So like when you have when people have that much of a, a cult following, it, it's it's hard to believe that they wouldn't introduce another weight class. Yeah, especially yeah. considering UFC sort of almost neglect their flyweight division as well that, you know, I mean, you almost want to give the flyweights a chance to fight somewhere. Um, I think the narrative about the flyweights is like, I suppose they always used to say, oh, the layman, but I would say, you know, they'd be able to beat a, a flyweight because they look at the size of them. But like, I think someone like Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson really changed that up forever, like with his unique uh, fight fight IQ. But Blaine, you probably give us a, a better insight on that. Um, do you think that the flyweights aren't marketable is a non-argument anymore? Yeah, like, like, well, we're, we are the lightest, but that then that translates that we end up becoming the most skilled because we don't get away with just using brute force to, to do things in training, you know? We need to have our technique down. We need to do everything precise if it's going to work. Um, and, you know, we have we have some of the, the like, most exciting fights, you know? Um, nearly, like, if you look at, in, the, in, in say, Bellator, for example, like, my, uh, my three fights... Even one that I lost was a finish. Um, Chaos Chorus, his fight was a finish, first round finish as well. Like there's loads of finishes in the flyweight division, so I don't, I don't see like it's just because somebody said it once and got it into their head, you know. And now it's like everyone's following the the kind of crowd like sheep. But you know, I think like once once that kind of narrative breaks, then yeah, the flyweights will be, will be back in full force. Yeah. Uh, Blaine, also like training and with SPG Ireland, there's like a lot of like lighter weight um, athletes there. Is that is that like the most ideal thing for you? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, well, exactly. Like, there's no kind of flyweights, you know. So I'm always training. That's why I don't like walking around too light because you know I, I spar Brian a lot, I spar Franz a lot, I spar Brad a lot. They're all big enough bantamweights, you know. So if I'm walking around like 
too light. Like I'm just gonna get smashed all day. <laughs> like I need to have need to walk around a bit heavier so I can get the good training in, you know. Yeah. So um yeah, that's that's why like there's no way I'm making it on a week's notice because I, I don't walk around close to my weight. It's just not beneficial for me in any way. And um just for those who are watching here, Blaine, where do we actually catch your fight over in Ireland? Where do you watch it? I think it's on the Brave website, isn't it? Yeah, so it's on uh www.bravecftv.com and it's free it's streamed for free I think you just have to put in your email or something and and then um, the show starts at like 2.30 and there is a couple of other Irish people on it so if you want to catch them as well there's uh, Matisse yeah um, he's fighting a good guy and, and there's Glenn McBay he's yeah. fighting someone else as well I'm not sure who he's fighting well so there's two other Irish people on the card you know to tune in for so it starts at half two, and I'd say my fight will probably be about 6 p.m. Well, maybe we'll do a, a swipe up on the day, Baz, to let yeah. people know that they can watch Blaine's fight. Yeah, definitely. definitely yeah. Uh, Blaine, like, um, like obviously, like when you when you started out, was your goal to one day reach the UFC? Because, um, like, obviously, you've heard Dean Barry, he was signed through fighting on, it was fighting on Brave, got the knockout, and then he got signed to the UFC. So, like, it's funny how how everyone's journey is different, and this could like all of a sudden, if you ended up winning this, winning the semifinal, win the final, then you could get that caught up to the UFC as well. Is that like a dream of yours? Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my kind of main dream is like I want to be like top five in the world, you know, and inside the top five in the world. And I know Torres is like ranked twenty five, so beating him will move me up a good bit. But yeah, I think like Brave are really, really financially sorting me out as well. So. I'm happy here for now, you know, and yeah. if we if I get a couple of fights here, win this belt and then a couple of defenses and then and then sure we'll see what happens, you know. See how you things go in the UFC with the Floyd division. If it looks like it's kind of staying, then yeah, definitely I would like to fight there. Um that would be nearly all the main kind of organizations I've fought and then the mark that one off as well. Yeah. But um yeah, for now I'm very happy with Brave, you know, they're they're doing great for the Floyd, so more than happy to yeah. stay here and be a part of this. And you, and you'd like you'd like highly recommend that to everyone else as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. and they've, they've even like the brave kind of people and the people over here in Bahrain have been very like welcoming and, and nice to me. Yeah, and especially considering if you actually go and win this flyweight tournament, I mean, obviously it'd be a bigger payday for you. But also, obviously, it will your stock will rise and you'll command a bigger payday going forward, whether you decide to stick with Brave or move on elsewhere and test free agency. So, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll definitely be cheering cheering you on, making sure that that bank balance looks a bit healthier. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this one, this is my biggest fight. This is my biggest fight ever, probably. It's most, most kind of eyes are on this fight. So good performance here. And I think I'll really blow up after this one. And let's get into the fight then, Blaine. Where do you see your advantages over Jose Shorty Torres? Um, well, I I think I've definitely got better striking in him. He's probably got probably got an advantage in the wrestling, but um, he doesn't really wrestle, you know. And if you lose, if you if you don't use it, you lose it, you know. You can't just turn on his wrestling back on now that he hasn't used and been ten fights, you know. So I think he's going to try and strike. He's probably going to. I'm going to get the better of him in the striking. And then he'll start shooting, and if you know if you're not used to shooting, he's going to end up getting tired. And then when I stuff a couple of them or get up, whatever, um, I see I see him breaking then, and and then me getting a TKO finish. I'd say late late in the fight. But um, yeah, I think I think he's a pressure fighter, and I know that 
from me because I'm a pressure player. I don't like when people pressure me, you know, so I know he's not going to like when I pressure him. I think I'm going to be able to pressure him a lot more and then that will that will break him, you know. He won't be able to get his game off. But, um, yeah, so my, my advantage is definitely in the striking, I'd say the cardio, and the fact that I'm coming into the fight a lot fresher than him. You know, a camp is great, yeah, but we, we're we also as far as we naturally always overdo it in the camp and pick up injuries and stress ourselves out. Like So we end up, camps are actually worse, you know. It's better not knowing and just coming in fresh. Stay ready, as as uh, as most as a famous person once said. Uh, yes. Blaine, Blaine are, you, are you there just with John Kavanaugh, or uh, who else is going to be in your corner? No, yeah, it's just just the two of us because um, we had to keep the numbers low because of the whole COVID thing. You can only bring bring one over, so and like it's grand. Like me, me and John will do grand. Yeah, so no, because another else, thing was you, you mentioned. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because you were mentioned like this is probably one of your biggest fights ever, and then you have one of the most experienced coaches like going to be in your corner as well. Like they, you couldn't, you couldn't pick a more ideal situation, really, could I you? Pick a better person, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like yeah, the COVID thing is just a bit mad, isn't it? Like the way it's, it's all going on. It's but crazy. What it's can crazy. you do? Absolutely. But I suppose if you. I suppose if you actually think about it, sometimes I look at a corner and I know for like championship fights, you get four people in your corner. And But like, I suppose if all four people are shouting instructions at you, you might not hear or be able to implement what's been done. At least you have one voice. You're just hearing that one voice and listening out that one voice for instruction. And everyone knows John Cabinet in the corner is very calm, collected and concise with his uh, instructions. So I think if you can only have one corner, man, he's the guy to have. Yeah, and definitely like an example of that is the, the UFC fight last week with Sterling and, and uh Kieran, like all all three of them shouting at him and he obviously got confused and then need him in the head. You know, if he had had one person there maybe shouting something clear, he probably would have been all right. Yeah, especially in two different languages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, you you've uh, John's undivided attention now. Uh, Thursday, th- Thursday, because like usually when he when he's um cornering a Bellator, he's like like he's like there nearly every fight. He waits in the cage. He waits in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've had a lot more attention from him. We've never discussed the fight a lot more, and kind of get on the same page about the game plan and everything. And yeah, I feel like we got a lot closer as well over the over the trip. So it's been um it's been good in that way too. Yeah, definitely. The- and then what's your plan then for after the fight? Uh, would you remain in Bahrain for a few days? Do you come straight home? What's the plan for after? Um, well, they, they, they're flying us straight. Well, John's going to stay because he's going to corner Brad next week. Um, it's mad. Just tough life. <laughs> tough life. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, they fly me straight out. Well, not straight out, but I get a COVID test the next day. And then they fly me out basically Friday, Friday night at 1 a.m. I have a flight. So Saturday morning, one a.m. So I fly straight from the home then, because they don't want me here when the other card gets here on Sunday, because they have a card next Thursday. Okay. So uh, they want to keep yep. everything separate, you know. So I'm basically flying straight out Saturday. Blaine, like obviously, like John is like a world-renowned coach, and like like he's his book is even unbelievable as well. Like, what what's the one? Like, if you could pick one thing, it's probably hard to do, but if you could pick one thing, what's the one thing that you you've learned the most often? I think look, he. Kind of leads by example, you know, like he, he works hard, like he, like, you know, like the way he's staying on an extra week here. He, he flew out with me on short notice as well, you know, I'm not the only one who flew out on short notice. And like, there's a couple of times where, um, 
know, he'd be straight off a flight from New York and, and he'd make it to air train and, you know, come straight from the airport to air train the coaches, you know. And like, so so that kind of um, hard work that he shows, shows what you have to put in if you want to be the best, you know. And I think uh, that's what I like the best about him, you know, he leads by example. Yeah, he's also a, a, new, a new father as well. So that's that's unbelievable, carry on as well. Fair play to yeah, John. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry, w- one thing I do want to ask, Blaine, is Ma- uh, Mohamed Makiev in this tournament, is he? No, no, he's not in the tournament. Well, he, he's here as well. He's fighting a good guy as well. I think your man's from Finland or something. Looks, looks good. Looks like a tough boy for him. Yeah, no, that, that's one I think that'll be interesting for you down the line because he, he he's a hot prospect. And I feel like I'm not too sure if he's being pushed or he's being protected by uh, Brave, but uh, they, they definitely have... Um, a good eye on him as well. He he's an exciting prospect in your division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it would be a, a nice fight. Maybe if I get through this um tournament, then my first defense maybe could be against him. Yeah, but well, you'd love you'd love to see that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, because Mohammed Makiev he's trained with uh, John Boy, who is also uh, Peter Yan's coach as well. He's Irish from uh, Donegal. It's a, it's actually such a small world. But uh, Blaine, before we let you go, like we know, uh, King Cowley's like almost a veteran with Brave. Has he recommended anything that you just take off the menu, to take off the hotel menu after the fight? No, no, he didn't. He, he talked to you. <laughs> yeah, he just you know wished me looking all over here, but he didn't um, tell me anything about the menu. And to be honest, it doesn't look doesn't look very great to be. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look like it's going to be anything nice after. No, oh, the win, a win is, is sweet enough. <laughs> There we go, there, Ross. So th- there, there we have it. Blaine, look, thanks so much for coming on. I, I know you're going to start your weight cutting process probably very, very soon. Yeah. Um, we will definitely be tuning in to cheer you on. We'll provide a link um, on one of our Instagram stories to swipe up and watch our fight on the day. We wish you all the very best of luck. Thank you so much for representing our country over in Bahrain. And we hope you have an unbelievable performance on the night. Yeah, let's just go over that again. Brave for the nine super fights. Blaine O'Driscoll's in the co-main event against Jose Torres is in a catch weight, 61 kilos. He'll be fighting roughly around just after 4 p.m. in Ireland. So make sure to check it out. We'll be posting on our Instagram. Make sure to make sure to check it out. That's on Thursday. Blaine, massive fight. We're really looking forward to seeing you in action. And uh, that like he gave the Blaine gave the tour around the hotel room. He has the iron flag there, ironed and everything, perfectly, uh, perfectly ironed. So uh, Blaine, best of skill on Thursday. We look forward to it, man. Thanks very much, guys. And well, I'll, I'll do the country proud and hopefully add a bit of inspiration to a couple of people during these kind of hard times. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, so if you are new to the show, make sure to like, make sure to share, make sure to subscribe. And as always, stay, stay energized. energized.